Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hook em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Get them up, get them going. It is Wednesday on Ian Rod B. Hook them up and get them up. We got a lot to do. Five hours of fun and conversation begin right now. Sports is our topic, and you are right there with us. We appreciate you doing it, however you find us, whether it's on uh, 1019, could be AM 1260, maybe digitally, where it's probably the easiest way to find us right now on our Horn app on hornfm.com, our Twitch channel there where you can watch the show. And also on our YouTube channel, which is growing by the day. And we appreciate that very, very much as we launch this the uh, 23rd of August. Ten days, Vince Young days, to the start of the Texas football (laughs) season. That's right. VY will be the conversation this morning as we crank it up and get you ready uh, for college football. Weekend three of the NFL's preseason is on its way. We'll get you details there. Some injuries to talk about on the National Football League front. Also, hard knocks on HBO last night. Major League Baseball, one game now separates three teams atop the American League West. We'll dive in there. Also, uh, big news from UT Athletics yesterday that came down. We'll certainly talk about that. It's five hours a day, each day, here on E and Rod B. And look who it is across the uh, the. To desk from me. He's our shutdown corner five hours a day, every single day. He's from DBU and DB High, a lifetime Longhorn who was number 21 in your program, number one in your heart. Also spent six, seven years in the National Football League. He is uh, our friend Rod Babers. What is up, RB? I'm doing great. I appreciate the intro as always. And uh, obviously, every morning, we uh, salute those who are up early with us and yep. those who uh, choose to serve our society based on the selflessness of service. So uh, we salute all those who choose to serve, whether it be God, country, or communities. So uh, first responders, soldiers, nurses, teachers, waste management. Hey, we know it's a lot of y'all out there. And we appreciate each and every one. There you go. No doubt about that. Specs text line always available. Uh, appreciate you, you hitting it at 337-3776. That's 512-337-3776. It'll be active today. Also, T.Y., Ty Henderson through the glass. Our producer who lost a three-team parlay pick last night. I lost. knew that when I walked in, he had his hood on. <laughs> I'm like, trying to read the moods of Ty, the many moods of Ty. I walked in, he has a hood on, and he had his hat on. I was like, uh, good morning, Ty. He said, good morning. I walked in, I said, E, I think he lost a bet. And he's like, I think he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Well, at the end of each show, mm-hmm. five hours from now, Ty will make a <laughs> "What's Poppin'" pick of the night. His uh, degenerate gambler pick of the evening. And last night he chose a three-team parlay. Mm. And never should do parlays because he went two and one. He went two and oh. one. Which you know, if he just made single bets, oh, he would have been, been up. You're a winner. You're he a winner. You know, winner. He, one, you know, one and one would have canceled, mm. but he would have won the other, so he would have been up, up, up a unit. A little greedy. Instead, he uh, went for the parlay and lost the entire bet, which. Uh, you know, what? which one got you, the Cubbies? The Cubbies got me, but scared money don't make money, Aaron. Scared money. Well, that's what I'm saying. Don't no sp- risk it, no biscuit. Sh- no, well, well, now we learned about the 
Bevo Piscuits yesterday, <laughs> but uh, no risk it, no biscuit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but, but, you know, smart money makes money. That's true. Don't do the parlays. Mm. But that's little increments of money. At a little time. increments yeah. of money, but you know what? It adds up. It adds up. That is true. It adds up. Uh, but yes, uh, no. You know what else adds up? Forty-five days of hundred degree temperatures came to an end yesterday, Rod. It's a beautiful. It day. rained. It did. It, it ra- I, It rained at the house. It's a beautiful day. I, I got about. It. I got about ten fifteen minutes. Thunder. Dog got scared and all that <laughs> stuff. That had happened a long time. It has been a while. I saw the dark clouds and I was like, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And the rain came, and God, I should have just went outside. I don't know why I didn't. Just went outside and just stood in the rain. I knew it wasn't gonna last long. Did you? So I did. Yeah. I you did? Yeah. Went I out there done with it. my dogs. I didn't yeah. care. They got all wet. Got, got all muddy. But no, it was worth it. No, yeah. I should have done it. Damn it! I'm regretting that. Camp Mabry, right there in Central <laughs> Austin, is Austin's official weather reporting site. Reached only 99 yesterday. That makes it the first day below 100. Since July the 7th, if you're counting. 45 days. That was the record, right? That is the new record? I believe that's a new league record, yes. (laughs) If that's not, then God help us. Yes. So now we'll probably start setting a new one because we're now about to hit the the heart of the summer. That's right. We're deep in it now. Dog days. days. Well, the previous record was 27. Like, we shattered the old record. 27 back in 2011. Wow. We did a 21-day stretch three weeks back in 2022. Hmm. There you go. 2001, we did a 21 day, but yeah, 45 days, 100 or yeah, more. We won't break that this year. That's no. good. Thank, thank the Lord. Don't we think got so. fall coming at least in like a, a month or so. <laughs> um, well, maybe six weeks, but yeah. Yeah, six weeks in a month or so. Yeah. That was good. That was good. So uh, we broke the streak, got some rain. As a matter of fact, last night it was in the 80s, which, uh, and the breeze was up a little bit. That wasn't too bad, as a matter of fact. Hopefully, you got to get out and enjoy that as you were. Uh, uh, up and about, and we appreciate you being there. Let's launch this thing. Let's get some headlines, get you caught up on the news of the morning on this Wednesday. Uh, all the things you need to know as you're up and out. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start over at UT, Texas Athletics. Back on Friday, the University of Texas at Austin asked the UT System Board of Regents to approve a new seven-year contract extension for UT Athletics Director Chris Del Conte. That will be approved. He will be locked in place through 2030. Yesterday, UT announced that thanks to a $10 million endowment from longtime UT donors Lewis and Richard Folger, the, the school now has the largest endowment towards a named athletic director position in the country. The Lu- Louise and Richard Folger Athletics Endowment according to a statement from the university, will provide perpetual flexible funding for non-salary strategic use, empowering the athletics director to launch new initiatives and enhance the excellence of Texas athletics for years to come. Longhorn football starts in 10 days. Major League Baseball, one game now separates three teams atop that American League West with five weeks to go in the regular season. First place Texas Rangers dropped their second straight game in Arizona last night. They're sixth straight overall. Six to three, they lose to uh, the Diamondbacks. MLB wins leader Zach Gallen improved to 14 and five. Right-hander struck out 11 over six stellar innings in Houston. Meanwhile, the Astros pulled within a half game of the Rangers with a seven to three win over the Red Sox. Kyle Tucker hit a two-run homer. Justin Verlander threw six scoreless innings. And in Chicago, the streaking Seattle Mariners won their eighth straight game. They beat the Pale Hose six to three. They're now just a game back of Texas in the West. Prior to that game on the south side of Chicago, White Sox announced they have fired Executive Vice President Ken Williams and General Manager Rick Hahn. White Sox won the AL Central just two years ago, two seasons, posted an 81-81 and mark last year. They plummeted to 49-76 and this season. Speaking of plummeting, how about the New York Yankees? They fell to Washington last night 2-1 to at Yankee Stadium. They've now dropped nine in a row. That is the Yankees' longest losing streak since 1982. Exact opposite of Dell Diamond last night, Round Rock. Express matched their franchise record with their 13th consecutive win. They opened their series with Salt Lake with a 9-6 victory. That streak matches their longest streak. 
since way back in 2004 when they were still a double-A team. They're going to look to set the all-time mark against the Bees tonight starting at 7.05. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. So the athletic director position itself now is... I don't know if the right term is. It's not sponsored, but it's it now has. It, yes, it's, it's endowed. endowed, which is essentially sponsored. Yeah, yeah. Paid for. Right, paid right, for. exactly. It's paid for, and I mean, that's for. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't know that you could do that. I haven't heard of that really anywhere in the country, and it's the largest one in the country. So maybe there are endowed athletic director positions no. around the country. No, this there is are any the first of its kind. Okay, that's what I thought. I, was like, I haven't heard of this, and maybe it was on a smaller level, but it well, is the there, first of its there kind. are two prominent examples um, of coaches, head coaches who have an endowed position. Uh, okay. And Sponsor. I'll give them to you. At Sponsor. Michigan, Sponsor. University of Michigan, uh, Jim Harbaugh is the J. Ira and Nick Harris family head football coach. <laughs> Sure. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Nobody also, knows that. He's also going to be suspended three games to yes, start for the, the first season. Three, yes. Self, but, uh, that's self-imposed, by the way. Michigan decided to do that themselves. Trying to get ahead of it. Uh, the NCAA yeah, Jim Harbaugh is the Jay, Ira, and Nick Harris family football head coach. Nobody knows that. Nobody knew that. Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman is the Dick Corbett head football coach. Wow. Did not know that. If I had enough money, I would definitely put my name on something like that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I didn't, yes, I was I was unaware of that. But you said athletic director wise, this is, this is the, the first. first one. Okay, this so is the we've first. Seen. Okay, there you go. Uh, Good I, for them. That's fantastic. Well, and you 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 have been sponsor uh, anything. You have been uh, mm-hmm. uh, prone to calling CDC the rainmaker. Like I said, he finds he finds way. People love to give him money. Give him money, and he finds a way different ways to generate revenue. It is another way to generate some revenue. And hey, there you go. Look, the uh, the Folgers wanted to give money to the athletic department, and uh, you know the other part of that. I, so is, I it low, is Lois and Richard? Lois, Lois and, Richard and Richard Folger, Folger. not okay. the coffee. They're oil and gas. Yeah, well, they got more money than the coffee Folger. Yeah, they're old. They're oil and gas. <laughs> that's, old, that's old oil money. They're good yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah, the Folger family. Uh, they. The, uh, the now they're not done. They, they've got other things they sponsor, Rod, at the University of Texas. I'm sure they yes. don't just. Uh, they have endowed uh, the Lois and Richard Folger Leadership Chair in the Petroleum and Geosystems Engineering Department. That makes sense. Also, they have the a, a an endowment for the Dean's Leadership Chair at the Macomb School of Business. Okay, there you go. So they they like giving money to their alma mater. Nah, they they're just uh, yeah just dedicated, devoted, hey, loaned horns. That's what it takes. Hey, you know takes. what? We're going to call them legendary Longhorns. You give that kind of money, you're legendary. We love you. Well, I, I also <laughs> sense, having covered the program for a long time, Rod, that there's a, you know, I always say this about Jay Hartzell, the school's president. You know, we've covered a lot of different school presidents, but he's he's a business guy. He's a money guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we've had, had Jay Hartzell on the shows before. I mean, he's a, he's a huge fan of, of, of athletics, but, you know, he was the, the dean of the Macomb School before he was the president. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know... I, I have said many times, I don't know that the Longhorns actually are moving to the Southeastern Conference if it's not Jay Hartzell as president. He looked at the, the numbers, looked at the long term, and made a business decision. Uh, there were those in that mm-hmm. post before that would have not made that decision, uh, that you know That's Texas was not a good fit culturally yeah. in, the, in the SEC. It wasn't, We've heard that before. You know, we, were, we don't fit with the, with the Southeastern mm-hmm. Conference. Where Thought the they fit of more Texas. with the Pac-12 or yeah, maybe that culture. Well, the well. academic side. And mm-hmm. you know, whether that's right or wrong, Jay Hartzell looks at it and says, no, that's where, that's where the business is going to be. That's where we need to be. Uh, if we're looking down the road 
a decade, 20 years, 30 years. We need to be yep. in the Southeastern Conference, not whatever this Big 12 thing is. That's where we need to be. Um, you know, that's where, uh, and, and whether it's ESPN in charge or Apple, which we talked about yesterday, jumping in. But either way, that's where the biggest dollars are. That's where the uh, they want to be with the market leaders. Well, the, that's the where leaders the best in football the is being played. The yes. best athletics is being uh, done, and uh, I know there are those on campus that don't like it. They don't think it's too much <laughs> about business. We're we're a university. We're about academics. Uh, hold the standard, but same time, yeah, you could say that. But I mean, at this point, that there are other institutions that they claim that academics is you know they champion academics as the. They're really their motto, and they're that's what they are all about. That's the identity of the university. Um, but we know these decisions that are being made about realignment, and these decisions that are being made about you know poaching different schools. This is about straight cash, homie. And, and you 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 said it many times. Yeah. I think you is exactly right. The 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 quiet is being saying said aloud and done yeah. aloud. Right. What's usually was just kind of whispered. It's Behind just, the scenes, that's happening. No. There's no more charade. Yeah, people. Because you know, to, else trumpets athlete, academics, Notre Dame, and Michigan, do. who also have endowed football coaches because it's a business. Uh, and those schools are great universities. They're great academic schools. Yet Notre Dame is still independent and cashes huge checks from NBC uh, for their independence. Michigan is about to, you know, is in the Big Ten where they're going to make 100 million bucks a year mm-hmm. uh, for football and, and athletics from. Uh, from Fox and uh, Fox TV, so you know that's that's you know they're yeah. great academics. You can be both. You can't cling to just academics only. Uh, really, kind of as your your the pride of your institution. Otherwise, you'll get left behind in this current climate and landscape of college sports. You can, and you'll be Stanford. Exactly. You can't, you can't just cling to it. You really got to evolve and say, all right, you know what? We're willing to explore athletics as the you know as they call it. It is the kind of the window to the university. Well, guess what? Stanford has been relegated in the athletics realm. They're still a great school. So they win the director's great school all the time. Great athletic department. But guess what? Who's going to fund that athletic department if they're not making any money from football? Yeah. Now, they got endowments. They got rich rich people, too, at Stanford. Just, uh, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. We talked about that. Stanford should be a more attractive you know, asset, potentially, for one of these Big time conferences, and they're not because they don't have a football program that is seen as a a profitable one or a you know a brand that is valuable enough. Which is crazy considering we know Stanford's football history, and it is a rich football Pretty history. Uh, but it it's, it's goes back to what we talked about that as a university, as an institution, they cling to academics. And that may be their priority, and a lot of these schools are making decisions, obviously, based on the business of athletics, not necessarily the business of academics. That's right. Uh, somebody said, hey, rehash the Apple TV story for me, Cliff Notes. Well, we, we mentioned yesterday a couple of times that there are reports within the business realm Amen. that uh, there's those who think that Apple, uh, Tim Cook and Apple, are going to want to be a force in uh, live sports, right? Well, we know they, they want to do because yeah, they, they do. got MLS already. They tried yeah. to help the Pac-12 out. Yeah, well, they did the $2.5 billion deal with MLS to stream mm-hmm. every MLS game. 
Uh, they also, which is now doubled, by the way, because of the Messi. Lionel Messi move. <laughs> uh, they, and I, I assume they had a hand in helping to bring Messi to Miami. I mean, uh, they were probably in that meeting. They yeah, had a representative in that meeting. There. They were there. <laughs> oh, they had Apple representation. There. I don't know if Tim uh, Cook was there, but they had representation. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we check our iPhone records that uh, Tim Cook maybe called <laughs> he, Lionel he might Messi. Have. You're right. He might have been. If he wasn't there, he was on the call. Tim Cook is the uh, Tim here. Tim here. The boss of the uh, trillion dollar company. But yes, that um, there are some insider. You know, whispers that maybe Apple, they did try to secure the rights of the Pac-12, speaking of Stanford, that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the schools wouldn't vote affirmative on that, that you know, and that's when they dissolved, and two schools, two more schools joined the Big Ten, and then four more to the Big 12. But uh, the reports are that uh, Apple could be interested in buying ESPN from Disney Corp, um, <laughs> and just saying, you know what, we, we'll just take all the rights that you have, and we'll just take over. Like, you already have... <laughs> Football and basketball and college football and you every the other sport, we want. F1. <laughs> yeah. You have all the contracts we want. Done. Instead of fighting you, formals buy you. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and they can do it. They actually have the money. They got the capital to do it. Sure they do. <laughs> sure they do. And as we said, the quote from yesterday, the story, it was front office sports that had the headline and said that they have the, uh, they have the money in their, their, their couch cushions to buy ESPN from Disney Corp if they want yeah. to. I want to say I read a story that they have, like, Fifty-five billion and just cash, cash hard, cold like just, hard cash, just, just straight cash. Like they have that. Is they're worth like what of the valuation two point seven trillion or whatever? But I think they have like cash, so they could. But I, I don't know what what it's worth. Did they even talk about in the article what the what the what the ESPN brand would be worth? Infrastructure and all acquired contracts, everything. Well, I mean, it would be the largest uh, it, yeah, transaction but, in in sports business history, no doubt. No question. Um, I mean, it, it would be a mega deal. I don't I mean, even. Yeah, isn't ESPN like hemorrhaging money? Yes, they right are now. losing money. Yeah. Well, and so is they're it, not so, adapting well in the new entertainment ecosystem. Well, which, because they're yeah they're they're, they're trying to, to to shift to streaming. Yeah, they're an old school model. And the the cord cutters are killing business. Mm-hmm. Right, ratings are down. They're letting laying people off, but yet they still have these huge contracts. Um, Walt Disney Corp currently owns eighty percent of ESPN, while the Hearst Company owns twenty percent. Um, but yes, I mean. The ESPN already has everything Apple would want. So if you're Apple and you want to be in that, just just you know, yeah, just bypass all the the red tape, <laughs> you know, and all the negotiations. Just purchase the whole damn thing, and then you'd own it. And they already have an infra. Well, I don't know if they have this type of infrastructure, but you know, Apple is a that's a tech company. They are set up. They are built on a modern business model. Um, so they they will adapt. They have adapted. Hell, you can argue, you can argue that they kind of set the uh, the model in the new entertainment ecosystem. So they really would um, the estim- help ESPN kind of easily uh, transition. To that I, I, you know, I would assume it would still be called ESPN. You oh would, yeah, you'd just keep be run by Apple. Same, yeah. uh, and according to this story in Front Office Sports, the 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 investment would be upwards of $50 billion to purchase That's ESPN. how much it is. They got that in cash. <laughs> they got that in cash. They got that in cash. The last time yeah, Apple cash made a deal of that size, they, well, not that size, of any deal, they, in, they, they, in 2014 they bought Beats headsets for $3 billion. $3 billion. <laughs> <laughs> you got Dr. Dre who did for well. For $3 billion. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. That Dre. That's like a small number because of the $50 billion, but Dr. But Dre again, what would it cost to invest in live sports? I mean, what, what is the investment over time? To invest and start to stream live sports, which is where you want to be. Yeah, you got to look um, at those contracts and see how long they are when they signed the contracts, like ESPN did with all the different leaks. Well, let's also add to the fact that um, you know there's a current writer strike. There's a actor strike going on. Apple is in the streaming business. Well, what are you going to stream if there's no new new content being created? 
uh, because there's a strike and there's no like end in sight for that. And I'm not saying they're going to make a decision based on that, but that goes into it. If you want, if you're streaming, you need product to stream. You need content. You need content. Yep. And what's the best, the best content right now is sports. And mm-hmm. if you wrap together like the ESPN Plus app with yes. what Apple already has, that would drive a lot of people that like myself oh. who hadn't even considered downloading Apple Plus. I have Apple Plus. I already got it. That's like the one I just haven't done yet. Yeah, but they if, do if, that. They would take over. I'm with you. Yeah, definitely. everybody would be forced to get it. Sure. You'd have to. Yeah, I mean, it's, no uh, <laughs> and, and again, you would they would immediately have the rights to the NFL, which they have Monday Night Football. They're gonna have they have two Super Bowls coming after twenty six and twenty and thirty that ESPN's already on the books for Walt Disney. They would have the NBA, WNBA, MLB, of course Major League Baseball package that they're invested in, the NHL, UFC, PGA Tour tennis, the Grand Slams, Formula One, and of course college football, the Big Twelve, SEC, and ACC. Hmm. So okay. you're immediately have yeah. a, have access to all of that to stream and. Um, Again, you could then oversee the I mean, transition from court from 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 satellite and cable to streaming. And think about how easy it is. They already have a majority market share of the smartphone market in America. That's right. <laughs> right? And, so and, they can, and tablet. And, 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 yeah, so they can easily just kind of send all these notices out. I mean, it'd be it'd be such an easy process for a lot of Americans because they are already in the Apple network. Do you all it, think that Amazon could be interested? Oh, I'm sure they are. Because they're already in there with the Thursday night football. Yeah, I'm sure they, they would have, be. They have more money than Apple. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and this is not. This is this. This is whispered. This is conversation. None of this is like. Uh, yeah. Uh, like on the table or, or happening. It's been a conversation. And you're right. Amazon could get involved. Jeff Bezos and his team. If uh, you know, those are the two largest companies in in in, in America right now, and both are, are heavy into the streaming and, and growing that. And content is king. You have to have content. Actually, and, it says uh, Apple's worth more than Amazon. Really, it Amazon's is. at one point three eight trillion. Apple's at two point seven trillion. Yeah, I had no. I guess everybody has a yeah. Apple. It's on the market cap, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the. And, and meanwhile, back here at little old UT, there is the now a ten million dollar endowment for the athletic director position <laughs> yeah. at the University of Texas. Wait, so he gets that on top of. His salary? No, I mean the way that reads. I mean that goes I think that's to the like to the university. Department. Yeah, it's like more toward the university yeah. and athletic department. But yeah. I, yeah, I don't know like what. what, what but he's got a credit card, or he's got a no, card. No, CDC's fine. He just signed a new contract. CDC's doing really no, well. No, CDC. I, I assure you, there, there are a lot of perks in that new contract about stuff he can use, people's private jets, stuff like that. He's good. He deserves it, by the way. Job well done. Yes. So that's <laughs> the that we'll see where that goes. But obviously, Apple and Amazon are, are sitting in a power position. Oh, Texas has Sunday ticket too. That's a good point. That's well, that's the, YouTube now. YouTube, yeah, YouTube yeah. has Sunday ticket. Yeah. Well, remember Apple Apple was involved in the Sunday ticket conversation. Doesn't and Apple then backed you, out? Apple owns YouTube, though, right? Oh, I don't. Oh, see, I don't know that answer. I'll look that up. I'll, I'll look that, that up. That is a great answer. point. They um, may. I mean, you, we're talking about top five companies in the world here. We're talking about Amazon and yeah. Google and all these things. Well, you wonder again. I, I the fact that this is out and people are talking about it. You, they did back off of the. You know, they they didn't go heavy into the Pac-12. They didn't go heavy. They backed out of the Sunday ticket conversation. And right now, I think it's smart. Google. It's, yeah, Google. Owns. Yeah, Google owns YouTube. So Google is in it too. The top, basically, you talk about the top five companies yeah. in the world. They all want to get into live sports <laughs> as what quickly better as way possible. Than buying ESPN. Yeah, because I think what E did, the point that E is making is with the new uh, ecosystem of entertainment changing so uh va- so fast and so drastically, sports has remained, and actually, you could argue, has even become more. Of a of a social agent, and people want to watch it live, so it can guarantee you live eyeballs. And in the streaming world that we're in, 
almost nothing guarantees you live eyeballs. What about the Saudis? Almost nothing. Well, uh, I'm sure they want to get in it too. I'm sure they, they. You talk about top five companies in the world. You know, Ramco in that conversation too. Yeah. Well, the, the uh, that would be the the PIF. The PIF, the baby. public investment fund. They like golf. They might get in. Oh the, no, they into edge. They into they into what F one. Everything. Tennis. Yeah, well, they're trying to get into tennis. No, it's a global sport. They're going to be in it. There's yeah. no question about that. Yeah, but football's not. Football's not. American football is a. That doesn't mean they won't eventually be a part of it, but they like. They're looking for You're right. worldwide popular mm-hmm. cricket. Uh, they you might know, get into cricket. Cricket, tennis, uh, F1. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. global global event. Uh, all right. This says thanks for getting back on the Apple story. <laughs> Listening live from Buda, America, USA, on the Shout app out. every morning. Thanks for what y'all do. Well, thank you for doing that on our Horn app. Also at one hundred one nine AM twelve sixty. Uh, maybe watching the program on our Twitch channel. Uh, could be on our, our YouTube owned by Google channel as well. Uh, that's there for you as well. Appreciate you doing it. All right, we're just getting warmed up. We've got five hours, five days a week here on Ian Rod B. Hook them up. We'll come back. Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain. Talk some Texas football. Ten days. Vince Young days to the start of the college football season for the Texas Longhorns. Season actually begins this weekend. We'll run through some of the slate of games that are coming up on Saturday. Zero week, as they call it. Also, for the end of the hour, just the facts here on Ian Rodby. The Horn, Aaron Hogan and Rod Papers, morning 6 to 11. With all the news, stats, and fun you need to start your day. The Jim Rome Show, 11 to 2. Interviews, your calls, and emails. And Jim Rome, the man with a take that doesn't suck. 2 to 5. The Horn welcomes the Rich Eisen Show. Sports, laughs, pop culture, and all-star guests. Then 5 to 7, our very own Patrick Davis takes over with the Sports Complex. Sports analysis, special guests, and more. 101.9 FM, 1260 AM, and worldwide on the Horn app. Austin's sports leader, The Horn. Viking Fence is the premier fence company in Austin, Texas, folks. Absolutely love telling you about it and them for 50-plus years. Uh, their western red cedar fence pickets are the best in town. It is their branded product uh, with that big text lumber. I mean, you just know you're getting a better uh, product when it's time to install or get your supplies for a wood privacy fence for your home or business. That Western Red Cedar, uh, Big Tex brand, is three-fourths thick. They're 50% thicker than the box store's lumber. It's just a better quality product. It's cut to, the, to your specs from select tight-knot logs uh, in the great northwest. It's available in three different grades, one for each price point. And that's just a small example of why Viking Fence has been trusted in Texas since 1972. They just have invested in building you a better product, a better fence, uh, whether it's the wood privacy fences out of their own on-site lumber mill with their own on-site pre-staining equipment. Uh, same thing is in their their iron fences and gates if you have a need for that for your home or business. Their on-site gate fabrication and, fa- and facility is uh, the, the, the first, the only of its kind in Central Texas for re- residential or commercial gates. Their on-site custom iron facility with the CNC bending equipment, cold knot forging capability, pipe bending, only one in the area uh, in all of Central Texas. That's what it's about, the ability to control the raw materials and uh, deliver you a better product from start to finish. Also the most value because they control uh, the process from, from the start. That's Viking Fence. 837-6411 is that phone number. It's 837-6411. Viking Fence does it all and have since 1972. Find them online at vikingfence.com. And always remember, when you think fence of any kind in Austin, Texas, and throughout the great state. Aaron Hogan, Rod Baber, Austin, Texas, Sports, the Hall. The national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Vince Young 
scores. Texas wins the Natty. That was, uh, gosh, what a moment. Uh, ten days, ten days to the start of the Longhorn football season. That's can mean only one number one player, Rod B. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, call him Black Jesus. Black Jesus. <laughs> On his side. You know what I mean? Made well, me love football. <laughs> made uh, T.Y. love football and many others. It was uh, quite the scene at the Rose Bowl, so we'll play that throughout the morning. Ten days. Got honor Vince Ten on days. the 10th day to the start of the season for the Longhorns. They'll play the Rice Owls. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain coming up here on Ian Rod B. Also, uh, several people have already asked if you've, if you've if we've watched the uh, Netflix docuseries uh, Swamp, Swamp Kings. Swamp which, Kings. You know, in, in Florida, they call Tim Tebow Jesus and cleats, right? Jesus and cleats, so. <laughs> yeah, see? They got theirs. We got ours. <laughs> well, and I've said this many times. Because remember, Tim Tebow came back to, to win another. Remember, we wanted Fred Natty as a freshman mm-hmm. when he was sharing duties with Chris Leak. Yep. And he was kind of the co-quarterback. Then he won one. He's one of the more decorated players of all time. I just I, I understand why Vince Young went professional and went to the draft and was drafted by the Titans and all that. And the Texans passed on him. We can always debate whether that was a good a good decision for that franchise or not. Um, but, you know, if Vince Young had come back for his senior season, can you imagine, Rod? I mean, that team was – I mean, even Colt McCoy came in as a, as a freshman and led them to a 10-win season and a, and a really strong year. That team would have won the national championship again. He would have won the Heisman Trophy if he didn't get injured because he would have been the, the far and away the front runner after his performance in that Rose Agreed. Bowl. And he would have left to colleges, you know, much like Tim Tebow, maybe the most decorated – and considered the greatest college football player of all time. Yeah, but they didn't have NIL back then, so <laughs> my did. man had to go get paid. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> he gets paid for your services, man. <laughs> and, you know. I, I if they had to, NIL, there probably would have been a different discussion, especially yeah. at Texas. Uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, just think about that. The opportunity Because they won the Rose Bowl the previous year, then they run the Rose Bowl in the national championship, and Obviously, 2006 season could have been really, really special because the whole offensive line was back, and our man Quan Cosby was back, and uh, Jordan Shipley. I don't think he believed he had, I, he he didn't want the Heisman that much. I always tell Longhorn fans, you don't get both. You don't get the moment where uh, Vy feels disrespected and slighted at that Heisman finalist ceremony. Yes, and he's looking. He looked like he wants to show the world and prove to the world that they were wrong, and then get the guy that goes to win the game. <laughs> All right, uh, that last play and runs the ball into the end zone because I believe one moment fueled the other. And I believe that Heisman moment fueled him to go show the world that they were wrong about who was the best player in all of college football, and he showed them. I think he wins the Heisman. I don't know if you get both. The game was that close. You know, it was that close. Yeah, it you, was that close. You, you, the, the competitive, the, the competitive chip on his shoulder, the uh, you know that 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 real that huge boulder that was still on his shoulder after the Heisman ceremony. I know Vy very well. Oh, I'll tell you that he was. It, it was motivation for him. Ain't no question. No question. Well, he had to beat two Heisman Trophy winners in, in yeah. Leinart and Bush. Exactly. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll show you. Don't yeah. worry. I mean, I'll, he had I'll two guys the on the other team mm-hmm. that had that trophy. So, and uh, you had so. you know Vince, who probably should have won that trophy. He should have. He should have won it. In today's um, day and age, he hands down would have won it. Oh, hands down, yeah. Yeah, I agree with, with you. the way they give quarterbacks so, Heisman. And social media would have helped him, too, um, you know, back then. Well, I and think. if they had waited until after that game, there would have been – I mean, because they don't wait – they do it in early December, right, the voting Very in. true. If they had waited to see that uh, game, yeah, no, there was no doubt who was the best player in college football. And there's always the ongoing debate. You know, you're, you're a Texans fan. I'm a Texans fan. Should the Texans have drafted Vince Young with that first pick? Um, you know, that they, remains, yeah. I don't know how Mario that would have gone. Williams. I don't either. Now do but, we know how, v, how immature Vy was when he got to the NFL? Considering you had had him in Houston. Oh yeah, he's a, already a demigod in that town. Yeah, he was a star in high school. Yes, Houston. and now you want to put him? I don't. 
I, I, I'm not saying it would have gone good. Yeah, I just wonder because it was it was at least the offense probably would have been built around him though. Yeah, as opposed to and and with Tennessee Jeff Fisher, Jeff didn't Fisher like him. they didn't, didn't like him. him and it was it Norm Chow? They wanted Matt Liner. Exactly. They did. Yeah. Well, because it was Norm Chow there, right? Right. Wasn't Norm he? Chow, USC. Yeah. Jeff Fisher, USC. They wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted Matt Liner, and um, <laughs> the, the owner Bud Adams to stick it to Houston took Vince. The owner um, wanted Vince, and the coach wanted another. Which, which always led to the issues, I think, with with Vince and Jeff Fisher. Um, you know, and that's like, who knows how Houston would have gone. Because you're right, with the maturity level and in his hometown and all that goes there. But for for Houston football fans, it would have been very similar to when the Houston Oilers drafted one Earl Campbell out of the University of Texas and Lovely Blue and yeah. all the affinity. I mean, that you you bring two fan bases together. You. Yeah. You know, because and that you I mean Houston at that time, two thousand and six. I mean that's uh, that's the fourth year of the franchise. I mean that's a brand new oh, yeah. team. I that, probably would have been a, or a Texans fan, right? Oh like, yeah, history. that's a I great mean, point as too. A young, a young kid, Vince Young being my favorite player, just started watching football around that time. I didn't think about that, Ty. You're right. You'd have converted a lot of random Texas fans just to become Texans fans yes, overnight. Sir. You're right. Well, I and mean, then he beat he beat the Texans in dramatic fashion, like, I believe. I was three at or that four game. Times, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's rookie year though. It was like a overtime, yeah. He was at that yeah. game. I was at that game when he, in overtime when he yeah, took off running, put yeah. his head back. <laughs> it was like oh, it looks like old time touchdown. No, yeah. no, yeah, he would have converted a lot of fans. I mean, and that That's was point. whether it would have worked or not is not the debate. It's like, well, you're a brand new franchise. You're no longer the Oilers, and but but you I mean if you remember what Earl Campbell did when the Tyler Rose, great high school star in the great state mm-hmm. of Texas, to Texas in the flagship school, wins a Heisman, then he's a Houston Oiler, and here comes the Love You Blue era. Have they admitted their uh, David Carr mistake by then? Uh, no. Because maybe they weren't ready to admit the David Carr mistake. And it wasn't all on David Carr, by the way, because he's the most sat quarterback, I believe, in the history of the NFL for a single season. So it wasn't all on him. But he was basically, you know, he had he had basically kind of quarterback, battered quarterback syndrome by then. Like, he was, just, he was shot. And they should have admitted their They should have admitted their mistake by their then. David and Carr just, problem. Yeah, and just drafted another quarterback. I, I don't think they were ready to admit that they, they were done with the David Carr experiment. Correct. They should have. Well, and they could have done it the year previous and drafted Aaron Rodgers. Oh, don't say it. Don't say that. Yeah, well, that was one draft before yeah, Aaron Rodgers was he dropped. The, he dropped, yeah. That right. was that was the draft previous to Vince. <sighs> and the Texans could have taken him. Yeah. And they took Travis Johnson, defensive oh, tackle, Florida State. Oh, and then they could have taken out? <laughs> then they could have taken Vince, and they took. Mario Williams, defensive end, North Carolina State. You know, uh, don't get me started on who the quarterbacks, who, who the quarterbacks the Texans could have had. Because maybe that was a Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. That was a, right, that was yeah. a Peyton Manning Aaron story Rogers, back in the day that he was willing to go there. Young. They didn't want to do that. Hell, uh, honestly, they Patrick Mahomes because they chose right. It, it, well, they were the Chiefs traded in front of them. Chiefs traded in front of them right there. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, and then they traded up to get Deshaun. Watson. Hey, let's go behind the burn orange curtain. Texas football. Vince Young days away. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, let's get to a few little X's and O's here. I was doing some um, deep dive rabbit holing about the uh, Texas offense this year. Just trying to think about, you know, what concepts um, the Texas offense may have to overcome. Uh, this season, like how teams are going to try defensively to game plan against that Texas offense, which is going to be tough because they have so many weapons on that Texas offense. One thing we do know is that Texas will see that dreaded three high, three down defense. Sark's schematic kryptonite. Uh, TCU runs it. 
K-State runs it. Iowa State runs it. You're going to see probably see it more even this year with teams who are made minor in it just because we've seen it have such a uh, such an effective and my kind of success rate going up against Sark's offenses, at least in the last two years here at Texas. Uh, his, his offenses are averaging, you know, nine fewer points per game compared to their regular season averages and almost two touchdowns fewer uh, per game uh, compared to the regular defenses or say more traditional defenses they face, single high and two high. Uh, So the three high, three down is pretty proven, a pretty proven defensive game plan that will be effective versus Sark. And I'm sure Sark is working on ways (laughs) to solve the three high, three down. There's no doubt in my mind. And one of the things I believe Sark is pursuing as a means to overcome and conquer the three high, three down is that 6-0 line package. You know, one of the things that uh, people believe works really well against the three high, which is three high safeties and three down linemen, is just to play bully ball, just to run it down their throat. Texas did this against Iowa State. Uh, it's one of the things they try to do. Um, and against K-State, Texas decided to just run the football. Works really well if you can do it. And it works really well with Sark's philosophy, right? His blueprint, which is big humans. He likes big humans. And he's used more of that 6-0 line package that I talk about uh, with 6-0 line. They call it the Big 11, Big 12 package. And this year, I believe Malik Agbo is the one that's working as the sixth offensive lineman. Last year, it was Andre Carrick who works that sixth offensive lineman. And you saw it probably close to 15% of the time last year. There's a chance you could see it more this year disproportionately versus teams that run the three high, three down. I went and looked at the rushing numbers uh, out of the 6-0 line package versus uh, the three high, three down. Texas last season against those teams who ran the three high averaged over uh, six yards per rush Yeah, against the three high, three down teams. I was a little surprised, actually, when I went and looked at the number. Um, we just tried to, um, you know, just specifically uh, isolate three high, three down, six O-line packages. And that was a really good number. And you look at the explosive play rate out of your rushes, you're at 15% uh, explosive play rate on those runs. Those are runs of at least 10 yards or more. Those are really good numbers. And I bet Sark has also isolated this. He brings in Paul Christ, right? Paul Christ is also known for a guy who loves that six offensive line package, right? Even when he was at Wisconsin, uh, we saw Paul Christ utilize his six O line package. Matter of fact, his last year uh, there at uh, Wisconsin, he actually used the 6-0 line package in his last three games uh, more than he had used them the entire season. So he was already trending that way when he his last year at Wisconsin. And then Sark, who was trending that way last season, and he brings in a guy like Paul Christ, who is known for his acumen at the, with the power running game. And I wonder if Sark faces that three high, three down, which I can tell you, he's going to see it more. Even teams who don't major in it, and it's not their – their uh, their defensive like identity and their their strategy every week. I wouldn't doubt if they just utilize some of the principles of the three high three down, just because it's been so successful and effective versus Steve Sarkeesian. It is a kryptonite. It turns Sark into Steven. All right, it was like the kryptonite will turn Superman into Clark Kent. That's basically what you get when he faces that three high three down. He's got to figure out a way to to solve that riddle, that conundrum for him. Because two years now, that's enough of a sample size. He struggles. He, Arkansas that first year, that's what Barry Odom was running. Um, even going back to his days at Bama, even his best offense, probably in Steve Sarkeesian's history as a play caller at Bama, 
he struggled versus that three high three down when he faced Arkansas that season in 2021. Uh, sorry, in 2020, I should say. Uh, it, it, actually, and in 2021. So it it is something now that I have enough of a, like I said, enough of a sample size, uh, thorough, kind of exhaustive, detailed, rabbit hole study about Sark versus the three high. And there's no no question in my mind that it, it works. And it, it works for different reasons versus his offense because – it distorts the pre-snap read for the quarterback. You never really know if you have the numbers advantage, the way they move that that third uh, safety around. It makes that defense really malleable. And a lot of the RPO game, a lot of it, all of it, is based on the count for the quarterback. You have the numbers advantage in the box, you hand it off. You don't, then boom, you go to your, your tag or you, you, you pull it and you throw it. And I believe for a lot of quarterbacks in the RPO game, this is why it works well to neutralize spread attacks, they they get confused in that pre-snap read because that pre-snap read is distorted and those numbers don't always match up with what the quarterback saw in the pre-snap with his post-snap diagnosis. Well, and that's uh, great evidence right there behind the burnt orange curtain. Three high safeties with the three down, but then they can disguise yep. who's coming, who's not. And uh, I, I agree with you 100% on Paul Christ. I mean, uh, you know, that that's six offensive line. And it, and it, should be, doing it. It, it may actually be a better unit this year because I think you have six better offensive linemen. No doubt. I totally agree with you. <laughs> you upgraded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're having a debate about who should be your – your uh, your your backup right guard. Well, that can become a slide tackle if you need to. And a guy like DJ Williams, Cam Williams, another big big body. Mm-hmm. Uh, because not only can you run the ball, and you should be able to, especially against a three down line and a, and a lighter defense with, with six offensive linemen. You know the defense then kind of has to match that. You kind of have to force the you know they they got to put some heavier people on the exactly. on the field, which you know can can help your passing game. I mean, there's no reason you can't run play action out of that. And create some plays down the field. Love that. Behind the burnt orange curtain. Ten days to the start of the Longhorn season from Rod Babers. We'll hear from Sark coming up as the Longhorns uh, prep for what they're going through is mock week, right? I mean, not just the game on Saturday, but Sark has said, he said on Saturday, on Monday, that this is the week where they'll just simulate what game week's going to look like. Uh, everything that you will mm-hmm. do next Wednesday, you're going to do this Wednesday. Will they do uh, Bevo Boulevard? I wonder if they'll do it. They got to do it. I, I don't know why you wouldn't. They got to do it. They're doing the I'm game a, day. It's, it's a big part of your game day experience. Sure. No, I think they'll do the. Oh, uh, you get out there and peek. I get, if, with the with the students on campus. How you do that? If you're if you're doing mock week, I would guess you're going to stay in a hotel. Yep, they do that the too. Road, like, yeah, like whatever the, the Omni. Just show all the players. This is what it's going to be next week. And we're getting ready for That's the rest. Cool. Out. I bet the, the students don't even know it. You see the players just kind of walking through campus like that. Do the Bebo walk. Yeah, the Bebo walk. Yeah, uh, that would be pretty awesome. Right on time. Did get ready for a two thirty kick where it's going to be really hot on Saturday. Yeah, I'm worried about the fans in the heat. I'm not worried about the players. The players are going to be fine. They got enough depth. They'll rotate. These guys will be preparing for this. They'll be hydrated. They got so much technology now telling you the body monitors, telling you about their vital signs and how the guys are doing. Fans, I'm worried about y'all. Thinking y'all can party all night the night before, the all-nighters, and then go into that day and think, oh, you know what? I'll be fine. I don't need to drink enough water. No, you better better hydrate. Plan accordingly. Hey, coming up, it'll be just the facts. And it's a fact. Remember I told you yesterday, my son Nolan, he did the skydiving thing, but he was smart enough not to tell his mom that he was doing that before he did it. Looks like uh, Brandon Cooks was smart enough to not tell Jerry Jones <laughs> that he was taking Micah Parsons and Stephon Gilmore up in, a, up in his own plane mm-hmm. in Seattle. Details on that. Jerry Jones was not happy. I bet he was. That's a violation of the contract. That's a lot of money up there in that plane. <laughs> we'll let you hear. Well, I'll tell you what Jerry Jones said in Just the Facts about Brandon Cooks, a part-time pilot. 
taking uh, two high-priced commodities up for a spin around Seattle. Uh, owner Jerry Jones, not happy. Not happy. We'll have that coming back. Also, Reggie Bush, we spoke about Heisman trophies. Reggie Bush is suing the NCAA. Details next. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. Indeed. Coming up, uh, episode three of Hard Knocks last night. We have some highlights, including uh, a star New York Jet did not like being body shamed by a member of the opposition. And uh, Randall Cobb let his wide receiver mates know that, hey, Aaron Rodgers might be being nice to you now because the cameras are on. <laughs> you better get yourself on, 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 on point here. Yeah. Because Aaron will not be happy if you don't get, get this together. We'll let you hear well, that. Well, he hadn't coming. played yet either. I know. He Wait till he plays and then things don't go his way. Got to hear this sound, though. Randall Cobb making it pretty clear to his receiver mates that uh, you yeah. haven't seen the uh, the prickly Aaron Rodgers yet. No, you still. This is like when you go, you start dating somebody and you first you meet their representative. Like Chris Rock said, you don't meet the real person for like the like what three, four, five dates. You start seeing the real person a little bit, but you meet the representative. This is Aaron Rodgers' representative. Yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> uh, Randall Cobb has seen it up, up yeah, close. Yeah, you see the real one. <laughs> it's like this ain't the same guy. Hey, let's get some uh, just the facts. Uh, or as someone said yesterday, maybe it should be called what the facts. What, what the, the facts. facts? I like that. Uh, what the brought facts? to you by Texas Orthopedics. <laughs> we appreciate our friends at Texas Ortho. We'll tell you about them coming up. But Rod, give me a fact from uh, the world of sports or elsewhere. Uh, you talked about. The uh, the race in the AL West right now one game one three game teams. that is separating three teams the Mariners have made it uh, really interesting a three horse race I mean how about this stat about the Mariners the first team with multiple eight game win streaks within a calendar month since July 2017 the Dodgers did it first team to do uh, this with uh, with the month in question being August or later since the Orioles did it. In August of 1980. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they're good. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, there might be, we'll see. We've we got about five weeks to go in the baseball season, and it's a one game separation. And we told you last week that the Rangers have a tough schedule, right? The Rangers have the tougher schedule. Now, the Astros are handling the Red Sox, and the Red Sox look a mess right now. They're making a bunch of, I mean, they're the worst fielding team in the American League, and the Astros are taking advantage of that. Justin Verlander gave them a good start, but the Mariners just keep on rolling. They're taking advantage of a bad White Sox team where they just cleaned house in Chicago yesterday, Rod. They fired the president and GM uh, in Chicago. But the Rangers played Arizona. Arizona's right there in the thick of the wild card race in the National League, and they're second place in the West. So they just played a really good Arizona team. Now they have today off. But they're going to play four in Minnesota. Now, Minnesota is the first-place team in the AL Central. Um, They're five games up on Cleveland. So that's a playoff team right now that the Rangers will play for four games this weekend. Uh, So, yeah, Rangers doesn't get any easier for them. And they've lost six, six, seven in a row now. And while Seattle's won eight in a row, uh, Houston has kind of been back and forth. But, yeah, it's a a one-game situation between those three teams with five weeks to go. It's going to be a race to the finish. Yeah, the Rangers, I mean – yeah, they're they're not spiraling or anything, but they have definitely hit a lull. This yeah, is well, one of the six, this, six, right. Remember, remember coming out of the All Star break, they in their first uh, eighteen games post the All Star break, they had gone sixteen and two, and they were playing great. And that trade deadline really gave them a shot, and those moves gave them an infusion. Uh, but now it's a six straight game losing streak. The Mariners have won eight in a row, and now they've pulled to within the one game. And the Astros are in between half game out. Houston plays Astros. Boston tonight. If they win that game, they'll be even with the Rangers. That happened fast. The Rangers we're, don't play because the Rangers. We were just talking about how yeah. the Astros couldn't catch the Rangers, and the Rangers well, were, couldn't really separate. And now 
the Rangers, this is definitely the longest losing streak of the season. We haven't seen them yeah, actually have there. struggle like this yeah, all and, season. And the one they blew on Monday night was really costly because they had the lead in the ninth inning, then they had the lead in the eleventh <sighs> inning in their bullpen. Their best relievers actually couldn't close it. All right, it's official. Uh, Jerry Jones not happy. I think he was <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Jones, and he really likes Micah Parsons. There's no doubt about that. And why oh, wouldn't you? Loves Micah. Like, loves Micah. He Parsons. told Zach Martin that Micah got your money. <laughs> That's a fact. Micah got your money. Micah got your money. Well, Jerry Jones yesterday up at the Star Complex says one thing I do, one thing I want to do is chastise Cooks. So my Brandon Cooks because the video surfaced ahead of the you know after their game in Seattle. That Brandon that. Cooks, the wide receiver, who came in from Houston, who is a is a part time pilot. Right? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. He's got his pilot's he was, license. He's with the Texans. I didn't know that. And he decided before their game because Seattle's a beautiful city and the skyline and the Puget Sound and all that. He took his buddies Micah Parsons and Stephon Gilmore up on a little plane ride mm. up over the stadium, and they had their pic- cameras out and pictures. So that gets out. So Jerry Jones, the owner, says one thing I do want to do is chastise Cooks for getting in that airplane, <laughs> getting in that airplane with the best part of the team. <laughs> wow, and the best part of the team. Not about him, not no. you, Brandon. The best part of the team is my defense and Micah, Micah and Stephon Gilmore, and fly. But how about this? The best part of the team and flying up there with him, him singular. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's talking about Micah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. He told Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, I was glad I didn't know that was going on. I would have had to tell him part-time pilots in my mind are not the way to go. Uh, I'm going to agree with him on that. I don't, I, you know what? The part-time pilot? Now I'm good. I'm on a full-time pilot. I want a guy that's all he does. That's all he does. <laughs> that's all he, does. <laughs> he, right? he has mastered his craft. I don't need the guy that's uh, flying part-time. Nope. I don't, I don't like that. Then What's that uh, that actor that's had like three? Is it Harrison Ford? Who's yeah, Harrison Ford's right yeah. Yeah. Crash landed three, three I know. Planes. He's like, yeah, you're a part-timer. I don't need a part-time pilot. That literally is one of my favorite all-time Jerry Jones quotes. That is a great quote. <laughs> I got to chastise Cooks for getting in that airplane with the best part of the team and flying up there with him. With him. Like, like he's not worried about Cooks or Stephon Gilmore. He's like, you took Micah? And I will say you took Parsons in the plane. If you look at jersey sales, he is the he has the most jersey sales for any non quarterback and the most jersey sales for any defensive player. So Jerry knows he's like no no no. Micah sells jerseys and Micah's gonna be the de- best defensive player in this league at one point. Have y'all watched Winning Time yet? The yes, thing? I have. I've I, 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 not. I feel like Jerry Jones and uh, Micah Parsons' relationship is kind of like Magic Johnson and Jerry. Buck. Jerry, Buck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I think that's on point. I think that's on point. Uh, but, yeah, because, look, he didn't say, man, I, I felt I, I was scared for those guys. No, no, no. I was scared for him. I'm scared for like, him. Like, Cooks, what are you doing up there with Micah? Don't, yeah, it's not being, we're going to put that in his contract next time. We signed up to a new deal. We're going to put that in Micah's contract. Now, he can't fly with any part-time pilots. You got enough money now? Hire a full-time pilot. I would have to tell him part-time pilots, in my mind, are not the way to go. Me and Jerry agree. Me and I, know, I know he's a billionaire. And a, but that, I actually agree with you about that. Not the uh, way to go. Quick note in just the facts, <laughs> Rod, or what the facts. Today is National Cheap Flight Day. If you want to go on a full-time pilot with a full-time pilot, National mm-hmm. Cheap Flight Day. Today, August 23rd, according to travel experts, is supposedly the best day to buy an airline ticket between now and the end of the year. Oh, right now is? Yes. Oh, maybe I should... Prices start to drop in June. Of course, <laughs> summer they raise the prices because everybody's traveling in the summer, and then everybody's back in school, so there's less traveling, so the prices come down. Mm, okay. So now is the time. So if you're going to travel for the holidays, you're taking a trip, Christmas, Thanksgiving, now's the time. According to travel experts, uh, National Cheap Flight Day. I'll tell wifey. 
cheap flight there. You got to get on that. Yeah, check the, uh, Save check, some check the bread. travelocity or whatever mm-hmm. you do. Save some straight guys, cash Harrison, pilot, Harrison Ford's a good pilot. You often seen him, you seen him around Wichita? At a he says, he says, I've seen him around Wichita at his favorite restaurant. Wichita is the air capital of the world, after all. Well, he's good. He survived a lot of crashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how many pilots can survive three crashes? <laughs> so I agree with you, Wichita resident. <laughs> I used to always be my how I talked myself into it when I was afraid to fly back in there. Like, well, the pilot doesn't want to die either. You damn right. Flying, he's, he's he trying like die. hell. <laughs> he's worried. He don't want to kill himself. He's running like hell <laughs> to get you home. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll be back. We're one hour in of our five five days a week here on E and Rod B. Hook them up. With Ian Rod B on the horn, 1019 AM 1260. Stream it on our horn app at hornfm.com and, of course, our YouTube channel as well.